0: Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Fire in the sky. I'm Jason Horton. I'm Rebecca Lieb.
1: And this is Ghost Town.
2: What makes it move? Why does it breathe? Questions anyone would ask about a man if they'd never seen one before. So for five days, a man was borrowed. The story that Travis Walton and five other witnesses told was so unbelievable, so unimaginable, that it has become the most famous case of UFO abduction ever reported. One of the first movies that I remember as a kid, and my parents let me watch whatever I wanted. I was the oldest child, um, and they didn't really know how to parent yet. I watched Pet Cemetery* and Fire in the Sky. And to this day, both movies haunt me. This is not about Pet Cemetery* though. This is about Fire in the Sky and the story behind it. Have you seen
1: it? I'm familiar with it, but uh, Mm -hmm. even though my parents let me watch whatever I wanted,
2: Mm
1: -hmm. I even then chose to take the safe route.
2: Yeah, that's, that's good. Not me. I've been ingesting horror movies since I was in utero. My mom was like, you haven't seen Rocky Horror Picture Show? And I'm like, I'm two. Why? And she's like, well, square. But fire in the sky was one of those movies where for years I would have nightmares about it. And I lived on the, my parents lived on the lake and you'd see like little, Flying objects and like boats and stuff, like very late at night. And I was like, someone's going to come abduct me now. I better be ready for it. And Huge it's-
1: ego on you.
2: Yeah. Me, important. This prized, beautiful child is going to go and we get fight
1: the human race based on you.
2: Yeah. Based on this dumpy little middle school Jew. Yeah. What else do you need, people? But there is a story behind Fire in the Sky, and this is it. So on November 5th, 1975, a 22-year-old logger named Travis Walton was working with the timber stand improvement crew in the Apache Stite Graves National Forest near Snowflake, Arizona. I mean, Arizona, New Mexico, Nevada, like... Talk about the holy trinity of states where abductions happen. While riding in a truck with six of his co-workers, they encountered a saucer-shaped object hovering over the ground approximately 110 feet away, making a high-pitched buzz. Walton claims that after he left the truck and approached the object, a beam of light suddenly appeared from the craft and knocked him unconscious. The other six men were frightened and drove away. The next thing he remembers, Walton woke up in a hospital-like room being observed by three short, bald creatures. He claimed he fought with them until a human wearing a helmet led Walton to another room, where he blacked out as three other humans put a clear plastic mask over his face. From his 1978 book, The Walton Experience, great title, he says, When I was first able to focus my eyes good enough, I was still on the table. And as soon as I saw this face and knew it wasn't human, I tried to hit it away from me. They were much smaller than me, and I think that's the reason they gave up. Once they found out they couldn't control me, they split. I was absolutely terrified. It's like, okay, wait, they split from their own ship? Or what? They couldn't subdue you? Like, again, already a couple holes in the story, still captivating. And
1: you're jealous that it's not you. What
2: about me? So I wouldn't have split. Bitter. I wouldn't have split. I would have stayed there to be probed all night long. Oh. Walton has claimed that he remembers nothing else until he found himself walking along a highway five days later with a flying saucer departing above him, which is also convenient, too. Like, really, they could let you black out and drop you somewhere, but then they would want you to see them flying away? I don't think so. Walton was declared missing for five days, during which his logger friends fell under suspicion of foul play. When Walton finally turned up again, not knowing how long he'd been gone, an intense investigation was underway, including multiple polygraph, physical, and psychological tests. He tells HuffPost about the little-known aftermath details, including subsequent research in the forest area, which has shown unusual growth rate in trees around the area of the encounter. He says, About 15 years later, it was discovered that the trees nearest to where the UFO hovered had been producing wood fiber at 36 times the rate it had 85 years before that. More recently, a complete core sampling revealed that this thickened growth was only on the side of the trees towards in the direction of the place that the craft landed. In the days following Walton's UFO claim, the National Enquirer awarded Walton and his co-workers a $5,000 prize for, quote, best UFO case of the year after they allegedly passed polygraph tests administered by the Enquirer and the Aerial Phenomena Research Organization. Now, we all know polygraph tests are kind of in question. They're kind of bullshitty. But unlike other UFO stories, he did pass right away and under scrutiny. And it's not like... There's other people which is always like my issue with them too. There's other people around who are like, yeah, something weird happened. And this is our story. Walton, his older brother, and his mother were described by the Navajo County, Arizona sheriffs as longtime students of UFOs. Some UFOologists believe Walton was abducted by aliens. UFOologist Jim Ledwith said, for five days, the authorities thought they'd been murdered by his coworkers, and then he returned. All of the coworkers who were there, who saw the spacecraft, they all took polygraph tests, And they all passed, except for one, and that was inconclusive. According to his website, TravisWalton.com, the Walton experience is unequivocally the best documented case of alien abduction ever recorded. If you have a chance, please go visit his website. Tell us what you think. It's a good, it's, it's not what you think. There's not like robot letters and lots of silvers and gold. It's very minimal. It's very fun. But of course, people think it's a hoax. UFO researcher Philip J. Klass considered Walton's story to be a hoax, perpetuated for financial gain, and discovered many discrepancies in his account of Walton and his co-workers. After investigating the case, Class reported that the polygraph tests were poorly administered, that Walton used polygraph countermeasures such as holding his breath, and that Class uncovered an earlier failed test administered by an examiner who concluded that the case involved... Gross deception. Cognitive psychologist Susan Clancy argues that alien abduction reports began only after stories of extraterrestrials appeared in films on TV, and that Walton was likely influenced by the NBC television show The UFO Incident, which aired two weeks before his own abduction, and dramatized the alien abduction claims of Barney and Betty Hill, which is an episode that we have done Um, and is also very complicated and very interesting and has very similar issues, as you might imagine. In 1978, Walton wrote the book The Walton Experience, again, great title, detailing his claims, which became the basis for the 1993 film Fire in the Sky, which I watched and had abduction envy around. Paramount Pictures described Walton's account as too fuzzy and too similar to the other televised Close Encounters So they ordered screenwriter Tracy Torme, who wrote for Star Trek and Sliders uh, and is also Mel Torme's son, to write kind of a, a sexier abduction story. And it is like really reading through Walton's testimony and the movie. They're very, 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 very different. Um, Walton also sponsors his own UFO conference in Arizona called the Skyfire Summit. In 2008, Walton appeared on the Fox game show The Moment of Truth and was asked if he, in fact, was abducted by a UFO on November 5th, 1975. He said yes. His polygraph at that time determined he was lying. There's a lot of things happening here and a lot of things similar to the other abduction stories and cases that we've covered. There's the idea of a convenient exposure to another abduction story in the media or in a book and it happening within weeks or months of that, there's kind of compelling evidence for it in that other stories maybe corroborate it, but also against it in that, like, I'd, you have made now a career off of abductions and you have your own conference about abductions. You've become the abduction guy.
1: In the five days that he was missing, because we've, mm-hmm. done, we've done episodes or at least did one episode about people – that have been missing mm-hmm. and they don't know where they've been.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Talk about uh, being in a fugue state, I mm-hmm. think is one of the things. But this doesn't seem to be the case because he says, oh, for the last five days I've been aboard a, yeah. a UFO. We just would need one person to be like, I saw him. At a gas station exactly or whatever. Within those five days. And it seems like he has the people that he worked with. Mm-hmm. And it, it, he wasn't living in a probably a huge bustling town, maybe, or mm-hmm. it, it was the circumstances were great for being gone for five days if mm-hmm. you wanted to. And, you know, no GPS, no internet, no credit card bills to, mm-hmm. to, to, to kind of counter what he's saying. So it's really just his word and getting other people saying, yeah, he was gone for five days. Mm-hmm. And maybe one of them knew something different. He's like, Hey, listen, you know. Yeah. Maybe, it was only four, maybe it was only four days, but we're all going to be part of this amazing thing, so yeah. keep your trap shut.
2: And he's really the only and, – and for me, this story is has strength in and of itself because there's a bunch of people involved that are like, yeah, this is kind of what happened. This is what happened. But it also – they could misinterpret that pretty easily where it's like, oh, this guy wandered into the forest or whatever and we didn't see him for a while. You know, versus like again, other people who are like, I yeah, I got probed too. Totally, I was I was there, absolutely. Um, but also, these other people who are involved in the story are not directly profiting. So, what what do they care? What they say or what they don't say, for better or worse? This guy clearly, Walton himself, has been profiting off of this incident, and
1: he is somebody that was a. I mean, I guess what you you say? Like a. a fan or had an interest in mm-hmm. ufos in general
2: yeah there's gotta be some name for that where you are exposed to something that seems like sensational and exciting to you and then you try to mimic the experience some kind of psychological disorder around that i don't yeah. know what that is
1: well i guess you already kind of know all the details you just mm-hmm. have to have a situation where you're like is that real hmm you know, you've told yourself so many lies that yeah. you don't know which one is true or not. And, and I always go back to the thing, it's like if he may think it's mm-hmm. real, then that's all that really matters, but it sounds like you know, the the polygraph he took was kind of given by people that were like, hmm how mm-hmm. this works.
2: <laughs> yeah.
1: We're also into this stuff. It doesn't seem like a a independent source.
2: Yeah. Also, I, I had to hire a a uh, polygraph person for a, a job that I had and they are all independent. Like a lot of them are, are from the police or sheriff's department, but they're independent entities and there's groups that certify them. Although there's like an international poly polygraphers association, but like it's a private party. You, you are higher, you're giving them money to come and tell you things that you want to hear. So just like, it's not, Often, And we, we think about it in the context of solving cases and stuff. It's really n- not like that. And even I believe that a lot of the police that use it will also go to independent contractors. We should, to about.
1: we should hire one for us.
2: Oh, my God. And we can find out. I'm getting nervous already.
1: We can find out if you still feel empty that the book wasn't the Lieb experience. <laughs> It makes the Walton experience seem much more.
2: Just wait. I'm going to have a website that's going to be great, Walton.
0: Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. If you own a home, you know how much work it can take